Welcome to the Footy Stands Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Footy Stands Podcast. My name is Ovo, and today I'm joined by a very big Chelsea fan. Goes by the name of Sam. Sam, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All right. So today we're going to talk about Frank Lampard and his time at Chelsea. So let's start from the genesis. Um, Sam, when Lampard was yeah. hired as Chelsea's manager, um, how are you feeling? Um, when Lampard was hired, it was that period was that period was kind of tough for us because, like, before he came in, because we had a transfer ban and everyone was like, "Okay, so what are we going to do? We have a transfer ban. What's going to happen?" And no coach wanted the job. So all of a sudden, we started hearing rumors of Lampard is going to be our next coach. And my first reaction was like, hmm, Lampard, Lampard literally just started coaching yesterday. Like, no, metaphorically, not literally, but you get my point. He just started coaching. Like, this is not going to turn out well. But when he was announced, I was, to be honest, I was so happy. I, I was like, one of the happiest days of my life as a Chelsea fan, apart from obviously when we won the Champions League and you know, uh, numerous Premier League titles, you know, <laughs> over the past decade. <laughs> so, yeah, I was very excited. So, yeah, I feel like um, Roban Abramovich has this model whereby you guys chop and change managers, and people outside Chelsea don't like it. You know, people in the media, Harry Redknapp, mm-hmm. is that and the other, mm-hmm. they say that okay, this model isn't right because yeah. coaches don't build something. But if you look at your track record, you guys win yeah. a lot of trophies. So what do you think about that? Yeah. Way of doing things. Even me, I don't like the fact that we sat with them like, just like this. But... The fact is, it, we've won trophies. We've been successful doing that. But how long is that going to continue for? How, at this point, we're going to exhaust all the top-level managers, <laughs> to be honest, because, <laughs> like, I don't know. Even this Lampard, before Lampard came in, another reason why Lampard was even appointed in the first place because no top manager wanted the Chelsea job. Apart from the fact that we had a transfer ban, every top manager knows... Chelsea, like if you're managing Chelsea, it's like you're sitting on a hot seat. Like there's literally um, a fire, like you're sitting on a chair and then there's a fire under the chair and the temperature, the temperature rises up. At, like it gets, the fire gets hotter with time. That's literally what the Chelsea managerial um, job is like. Like this morning I was watching a YouTube video. There's this mini FC guy. On YouTube, I was watching his video and I saw um, Lampard when he was announced as Chelsea's manager. I saw his face; he was so fresh. And then I was like, "This guy has actually aged." Like Chelsea's job has stressed this guy out. Like I saw his last press conference where he was um he was um arguing with the um journalists. You know, they were writing articles about him, about the players, criticizing the players. And then he was like, okay, def- trying to defend the players and all, that you guys are killing the players' confidence. And then Lampard was like, he was looking so stressed out. He hadn't shaved. He was, I was like, nah, this guy. So 
I don't like the fact that we change managers. Like, get, at, this is literally the first at the first sign of trouble. Was sacking Lampard? Like, come on. Like, all right. I don't know, but anyways, we'll be fine. We'll be fine as always. All right. So let's talk about Lampard's first season. And you guys had the transfer ban, and but at the same time, you brought in some new players from the academy. And it seems like Chelsea mm-hmm. invested a lot in the academy in the early mm-hmm. um, 2000s. And it looks like it was mm-hmm. paying dividend. The players like Tammy Abraham, mm-hmm. Nathan Mount, Ruben Lotus Chick, with James, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. How, how, do, how was it like watching these players who came up from the academy, who knows what it means to play for the club, mm-hmm. starting for you guys week in, week out, and under a manager that they probably mm-hmm. look, up, look up to? As a young look up to, yeah, yeah, it was it was quite an amazing feeling, actually seeing like the fact that we have Rich James. Rich James is our starting right back. We have Missing Mounts starting every week. We have Tammy starting. Like Tammy starts. He doesn't start every game, but like he plays a lot. We have um, Gilmore. Gilmore is in the team right now. He's not a starter, but he is in the first team. Yeah, he's in the picture. Mm-hmm. And this is previously with other managers, this was unheard of. <laughs> so it's like the pressure is so much on the managers, so they can't trust the youth. And so managers did not want to trust the youth, period. Like, I'm not going to mention names, but you know, Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> Mourinho and others, like, <laughs> yeah. So, like, that is going to be Lampard's legacy at Chelsea. I don't know if I wish him the best in his managerial career. Maybe he's going to come back in the future. But for now, his legacy is, you know, he was able to integrate these players into our senior team because we actually spent a lot of money on our academy. Abramovich has invested a lot of money and we had not been yielding the results yet until now. So... I, I was actually quite happy about that. I'm still happy about that, to be honest. Okay, so, so last season you had you had transfer mm-hmm. ban and everything, but you still managed to get yeah under yeah you know nobody typically guys to get top four at the start of the season. And yeah, I have to say, even as a Liverpool fan, that was very impressive. And yeah. I know some Chelsea fans where I stay because I live in London and there are a lot of Chelsea mm-hmm. fans here. And I spoke to one guy, and he said that apart from winning the trophies, just like you said, last season was very like I felt like there was a connection between the fans and the players and the manager, and you guys were one in a way. Yeah. Even though you guys didn't win trophies, and sometimes people say like Chelsea yeah. is a soulless club, you know, it's all about the money. Yeah. But I think yes. Chelsea now saw that football isn't just about winning. It's things like this that that make that can make you happy. Seeing your childhood hero yeah. becoming a manager, bringing players from the academy, those kind of things make you happy. And I felt like Chelsea fans are very sad. Most of them are very sad about Lampard leaving. So, um, yeah, how was it like succeeding in a way, getting top four, and almost winning the FA Cup? How was it like almost doing all those things, almost achieving those things? Uh, it was. It was last season was very like. Compared to this season, last season, I felt like we were... Lampard was quite fearless 
Yeah. He was he funny funny enough, he he didn't have like we signed better players this season, but last season he played better with lesser players. You get yeah. me? And he was like the matches that really impressed me were the we went toe to toe against Man City. Like even the first time when we lost, we went toe to toe and like we we like we played very well. We lost, but we played very well. Then when we played Man City again, we won. Then we beat Liverpool. You know he won against Arsenal. Like those games were he won. He beat Mourinho home and away. That was a highlight for me. Like I'll never forget. Lampard beat Mourinho home and away. Like he out. <laughs> what's the word? He outclassed him tactically. He outclassed him home and away. He outclassed Mourinho tactically. It wasn't. Um, he didn't win by luck or it wasn't a fluke or anything. Yeah. So the whole energy from the club, I mean, Chelsea's fan base is always divided. The worst was under Sari. Chelsea, Sari literally divided Chelsea's fan base into two. Like it was so toxic. But when Lampard came, everything settled down a little bit. You know, some people had issues with um, Lampard always playing Mount, you know, calling Mount Lampard's son. You understand? <laughs> Mount isn't good enough. This is this, that. Uh, yeah. Like some of the jokes are actually funny, but the abuse on Mount was unnecessary. You get yeah. like there is banter and then there is like just being nasty. You get so yeah. it was actually last season was fun. I mean, we almost won the FA Cup. We would have won the FA Cup if. I feel would have won FA Cup if Pulisic was if Pulisic did not get injured. I'm sorry, can I, can I after there, Pulisic got, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that because I think right before Pulisic was about to put his ahead in the game. Yeah, I think he pulled his hammy yeah. and he still shot the ball. He pulled his hammy. I don't think people, people forget yes. that you know people. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't watch the match, but that was a very crucial point to that match because if you guys went ahead. I feel like we have won yeah. that match here. Yeah. 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 I, I I will never forget that moment Pulisic pulled his hamstring. Because I was like, I saw him running and was like, he was thrown goal. And the next thing, I saw him like, he just like, he skipped. He literally hopped and skipped. And then he still shot the ball, but he missed. Yeah. And then he fell. I was like, oh my God, this guy is injured again. And that's when I knew it's all over. Because... At that point, Pulisic was our only. Pulisic was the only one offering any form of, um, um, you know, it was the only one threatening Arsenal's defense. Yeah. Like Pulisic post post lockdown, the first lockdown, the first COVID lockdown. After that, like after we came out, Pulisic was on fire throughout. Yeah. He was literally on fire. Yeah. So I was like, no, we lost this game. And then, Aubameyang, you know, Aubameyang came and then. Okay. Oh, it was quite painful because I was I, I I I was really expecting Lampard to win his first trophy, but yeah, that would have been very that would have been very like it would have been that's a romantic in a way winning your first trophy as a manager for mm. a club where, in my opinion, Lampard is the greatest of Chelsea player. So it would have been very cool. Okay, mm-hmm. but everything was mm-hmm. because summer Chelsea were. Like spending mm. money like it's out of fashion, and um, I know you have the yeah the gift of hindsight. But can you try and be honest about your expectations for this season before the season started, with all the signings you made and 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, my expectations for this season, um, I was on your podcast previously, and I spoke about it with um, I spoke about our signings yeah. with um, um, Bamiji, Bamiji and Kenny, yeah, and um, I I expected an improvement from last season. Um, I well, I expected a comfortable top four finish and a trophy. I mean, probably FA Cup or the um, is this a called EFL Cup? What's it called now? They changed the name. Is this the EFL? City Cup? I, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> yes, the Man City Cup, exactly. Let's just call it the Man City <laughs> Cup. Yeah, so yeah, like I was expecting a trophy and um, a comfortable top four finish, like not a struggle finish, but like we finished comfortably in top four with um, a higher point total that last season. That was my expectation. People were saying, oh, um, we need to finish um, at second. We need to come third at least. But I'm like, let's just be realistic. These signings are going to take time to, you know, blend into the team and everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You guys didn't start the season well, but you didn't start the season badly. But for a period, you guys were really, mm-hmm. really good. And some people were scared. Yeah. And were saying that Chelsea mm-hmm. were actually tattoo challengers. You know, jury was on form, and yeah, we looked at your squad when everybody was fit, and it was like, wow, these guys are actually covered in every single position. So it was a yeah. scary sight, and everything yeah. was going well. What do you think happened? What do you think went wrong? <laughs> um, I remember, if I remember correctly, we're top of the table after we beat Leeds three-one. We're top of the table and like everything was like okay yeah we're actually challenging for the title and then we played we played um um Krasnoda. we played Krasnoda next in Champions League and won one then when we entered trouble was when we played Everton we lost one new we played Wolves we lost two one we played Arsenal we lost three one to Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal were going through a terrible run of like their form yeah. was terrible, and then they literally they literally used us to bounce back. So I don't know. I honestly don't know what happened. I don't know because okay, there was something. I was something I was saying like I was speaking with some of my other guys, and um, I was saying our our um, run of form, like our good form coincided with Ziyech, like when Ziyech was playing and like he, he came back from injury and started playing and then he kick-started our, you know, run of games that we won. And then when he got injured again, we, you know, we started, we didn't get the results that we needed. And um, me, I feel, um, Timo Werner, Timo Werner, Timo Werner has missed his last I'm not sure if I don't want to say give an exact figure because I've not really he has missed his he should have missed his last 12 big chances. Yeah. I Very think little. yeah, he has missed a lot of yeah, he has missed a lot of big chances. And that also there are some games that if he had just put the ball into the net, then we will not be where we are today. Maybe Lampard will still have his job, you understand. And yes, Lampard is not blameless. He's certainly not blameless, but 
there are some things that happened on the pitch and you, there's nothing Lampard, there's literally nothing Lampard can do about it. Like you can't come and play, you can't come on the pitch. You can't, it's not like you can carry um, your controller and control the players you get. You can't control Venom to stop missing chances or you can't control Venom not to, to score a penalty. Yeah. You understand? So like one of the one of the problems was playing Venna on the wing. Like yes, Venna was missing, but me Venna was completely useless on the wing. He can't take on anybody on the wing. And Ziek was not there. And Ziek, like Ziek and Odoy, Hotsnodoy, they are our main ball progressors. Like they always make forward passes. They always try and progress play. That's uh that's my problem with our midfield, and it's not just my it's not just my opinion. It's a fact. Our midfielders do not play forward passes often. Like try and break the lines. Apart from Gilmore, Gil that's why like Gilmore is way younger than Jorginho and Kovacic and yeah whatever. But at least he always tries to progress play. That's like Kovacic and Jorginho always like either they're passing sideways or they're playing the ball backwards to Thiago Silva. And even Thiago Silva, that used to try and break the lines. He was, like, always progressing play at some point. He started playing sideways passes. And, you know, like, I don't know if they were scared or the team, the whole team lost confidence. I don't know. Then Kai Havertz... <sighs> Kai Havertz was just, you know... Kai Havertz has been our worst player this season, <laughs> to be honest. I'm I, I'm I'm giving him time because he's very talented and he has potential. Let me see what to happen on that show. But Kavit has been our worst player so far, and yeah. So you said something that everything you, you said something that yeah. that really hit me just now. You can't really legislate for when mm-hmm. missing a penalty. If Lampard was to come and take a penalty himself, mm-hmm. he would he would one hundred percent score it in. Mm-hmm. I think of Lampard, course, yeah, of course. When he was a player, he was mm. like a grown man. Mm-hmm. He was someone that I feel wasn't that mm-hmm. talented, but you have to respect how yeah he worked hard and how he's always looking around, looking over his shoulder, yeah. and he was a student of the game. And yeah, I read Nap said this yeah. whilst Lampard was in West Ham. He said, This child, he works hard yeah. and he's going to go to the very top. I assure you. And People were just yeah. like, oh, yeah. he's because he's a he's cut is a nephew. Is his uncle? Is his uncle? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Lampard went on to score over two hundred goals for Chelsea. Over, I think, over twenty mm-hmm. goals for England. Won numerous trophies and proved everybody mm-hmm. right. And that was mm-hmm. because of his mentality. Yeah. And a coach's job is to transfer yeah. his mentality onto the players, but it's not as easy as it sounds. Yeah. Maybe they didn't give Lampard. But yeah. the players didn't really help themselves because if Timo Werner put in half of the chances he missed over the course of the season, yeah, if he put in a quarter, a quarter yeah, of the chances exactly. he missed, we'll not be where we are today. A exactly. quarter, not even half. Is that Lampard's fault? No. And this is why I'm not really the it's biggest not. fan of Lampard. I'm a Liverpool fan, but at the same time, I see people, Chelsea fans, mm-hmm. bashing him on my tail and everything, and I'm like. Well, I feel like yeah about that about that me about that yeah if you can I've seen Chelsea fans like if I see United fans or Liverpool fans insulting Lampard on social media like okay fine no problem 
Like I'm going to defend him, get but like yeah, you don't all lump at anything. You're a United fan or you're a Liverpool fan. But it actually hurts me when I see Chelsea fans insult Lampard. Um, they used to call him <laughs> Fast Frank. Um, like it's 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 maybe it's funny when rival fans do it, but like why would a Chelsea fan be disrespecting Lampard? Like I'm like I don't get it. Me, I feel that if you can open your mouth or you can carry your hands and start typing nonsense on Twitter. Making fun of Lampard or insulting Lampard, and you're not a Chelsea fan, guy. Lampard literally, like, I grew up watching Lampard, and Lampard made me there. Like, I Lampard gave me genuine moments of joy. Like, do you know how many times we were losing? We we're losing, and Lampard would just come from nowhere, enter the yeah. box, score, or just take one short, long shot. Sometimes like, against Liverpool, he gave me so many joyous moments. <laughs> yes. Exactly. It's just like how you guys feel about Gerard. You understand? Like, if Gerard were to coach to you guys today, like, would you, would it make sense for any Liverpool fan to be insulting Lampard? Like, insulting Gerard, excuse me. No matter what. Like, I was not happy with the results we're getting, but come on. This is Frank Lampard. And then there, there are this um, section of fans. I even follow some of them on Twitter. And then it's like, they call us, um, they say we're blinded, we're sentimental, we're blinded by um, our emotions. Yes, of course, we're blinded by emotions. It is Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard is the greatest player in the history of our club. Like, this guy this guy bled on the pitch literally for us. He bled on the pitch. He put his sweat, blood, sweat and tears on the pitch for Chelsea. He did everything for us. And you're going to disrespect him. I know they will say, oh... Um, you have to separate his playing career from his managerial career. Yes, we can, we can do that. Yes, but don't, don't. You also like you can't fully separate it. They are still intertwined in a way. He's yeah. still Frank Lampard. Yeah, you get me. So, yeah, about you. Like I was actually disappointed with some Chelsea fans, yeah, but it's fine. We let's just move on. Tuchel is in. Like at the end of the day, even if you're insulting Lampard or whatever, I still feel like you're a Chelsea fan and you want the best for Chelsea, you understand, which is for us to win. So, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, before we go to uh, too much future, um, one of my favourite memories from Frank Lampard was when uh, there was a time Liverpool and Chelsea were always getting each other in the Champions League semi-finals, right? And then... Um, I remember news broke out that Lampard's mom died, and I remember I was in yeah. let's say primary six or just one at the time, and Lampard still played that match, and then it was a uh, one, I think Torres yeah. scored for us, then uh, Lampard gave Chelsea the lead and he pointed to the sky and I was like wow the mentality from this guy, like you know with everything in his head going on. And the camera went to his father and um, in the stands. It pointed at him and it was just yeah. a beautiful moment. And that's someone that gave everything to Chelsea yeah. no matter what. Um, and it's just sad the fact that the players didn't yeah. um give give him back what he expected from them, you know. Anyways, yeah. so um now that he's sat uh are there some players you feel like 
won't uh, be um, regular um, players in the club, like Tommy Abraham, Mason Mount. Do you think these players will move down by the new manager? Before we talk about him, how much you expect from him? Okay. Um, let me speak about Tammy first. Um, Tammy has to impress um, Thomas Tuchel. He has to. He has. Tammy has been playing well. He has been playing better than Vela. If you, I, if you look at their stats, if you look at their um, ghost game ratio, if you look at the number of big chances missed, Tammy has the least big chances missed out of um, Tam, out of he, Giro, and Vela. He has the best goal to game ratio. Yeah. You understand? So he has been he has been playing better. He's our highest goal scorer right now. I think eleven goals and eight assists in all competitions. So, but the truth of the unfortunate truth is that this is modern football. Players that were signed for big money tend and they, they tend to be prioritized over players that came from the academy that the club did not spend any money on. And <laughs> it's kind of hilarious to me because the same thing even happens at, uh, with United. Like, United fans are always kissing Martial's ass. Like, oh, Anthony Martial, um, Anthony Martial, he doesn't smile, black gloves, blah, 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 blah. And Rashford, like, Martial will miss how many chances. And, oh, Martial, oh, he's going to come through, you understand? But then Rashford, like, if the second Rashford makes a mistake, it's like, oh, this guy yeah. has come again. You get, like, you guys signed Marshall for um, how much, 30-something million. Back then, that was a lot of money for a teenager. And Rashford came through the ranks. Like, well, Rashford has done so much for you guys, and you guys cannot even, you know, give him, cut him some slack. So it's the same thing with Tammy. <laughs> Vena kept on missing chance after chance after chance. And the moment Tammy had a bad game, if you see the abuse yeah. on Twitter, like, I was like, you guys really, like, there's this guy that, I was following this guy that makes comp, like football comps. I can't remember his handle, but he makes football comps. And then he made a comp of Tammy, like, chances Tammy had missed throughout the whole season after one bad game. And I was like, where is Timo Venas compilation? Yeah. Like, Jiggers. We are, like nobody is saying anything about Timo Werner, but the moment Tammy has a bad game, like everybody's like, "Oh, Tammy, Tammy, Tammy." I was like, "Okay." Now, Tammy has to impress um, Thomas Tuchel. If Thomas Tuchel has been watching Chelsea's matches, then he probably knows what Tammy has to offer. But Tammy has to impress him because first of all, Timo Werner is German, and Timo Werner fits. Um, he fits Tuchel. He's like. Remember what Tuchel coached Dortmund? And you know how Tuchel used Aubameyang. I feel he's going to use Timo Werner that same way, you understand? So I feel Werner will start, but Tuchel, um, Tammy has to prove himself the same way he has proven himself under Lampard. He has to prove himself to Tuchel. Then Mason Mount. Mason Mount. Mason, everybody feels like Mason Mount, um, Lampard was biased. Towards Mason Mount, like he favored Mason Mount over everybody else, which maybe is true, but it's not like Mount did not deserve it. Okay, let's look at Mount. Mount is like a mini yeah. Lampard in a way. If you compare Lampard, if you look at this um 
there's this argument, it's never die. Lampard, Gerard, and scores. I mean, Chelsea fan, but I'm going to say it true. Lampard was the least talented out of he, Gerard, and scores. He was the other two were more talented than him by far. But Lampard made up he made up for it with hard work. Lampard he made up for his lack of like talent. Let me not say lack of talent. He was talented, but he wasn't. Gerard was super talented and scores too. But Lampard had to work very hard because Lampard knew that Lampard came from um Lampard was privileged. Like his uncle is Harry Redner, for God's sake, you get he has connections, but he had to prove himself because when a person comes from a place of privilege, other people tend to look at him like um, I had to work to get to where I am and you're privileged to so, like, you have things going for you so easy and it tends to bring mm-hmm. hate upon that person. You get what I'm saying? So Lampard knew that and he knew he had to work harder than others to prove that, yes, like where I am today, I worked hard to get there and he did work hard to get to where he, he um, the heights he got to when he was playing football. So, I think he sees himself in Mount because Mount isn't the best technically. He's not the most talented, but Mount, Mount gives his all on the pitch. He gives his all on the pitch. He, I know you say you say he's a no, passion merchant or whatever. I, like some people can be very cynical. Yeah, I, I said I agree with you. What do you say? Yeah. So, like, some people can be very sarcastic. They want to be sarcastic. Oh, Mount is a passion merchant, blah, blah, blah. But this guy gives his all on the pitch. He's always ready to learn. Look at Mount now. Mount can take free kicks now. At the beginning of last season, he wasn't really good at taking free kicks. Now, look at, compared to now, he can take free kicks. He can score free kicks. He can take set pieces. You understand? Like, you can literally see that he has improved on certain aspects of his game which is what I expect from young players. I expect young players to learn and to be open to learning and like, okay, this is what I need to work on and improve on that. So, Mount, um, Lampard being biased towards Mount, like, like it's, it's yes, it was biased towards Mount, I admit, but it, 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 it's not like Mount did not deserve it. Look at, um, what's his name? Southgate. England fans were hitting on Mount also because they felt great. He was blocking Grealish from playing. Yes, Grealish is more talented than Mount. Yes, he's better than Mount. I'm not going to argue that. But Mount was like giving, like he was offering something that Grealish was not offering. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Southgate had his own, he has his own issues with Grealish. I don't even understand what the beef that guy has with Grealish here, but. Mount gives his all. He follows instructions. Again, he does what the coach tells him to do. So, I feel he's going to start. Like, Chelsea fans that hate Mount, <laughs> they are going to cry. They are going to shout. Nothing, there's nothing. They will cry like this because Tuchel will play Mount at the end of the day. You understand? Mount is not going anywhere. So, yeah, that's it. Rhys James. Rhys James is our starting right back. Rhys James is going to start. Like, Rhys James has everything you need from a right, from a full back. So he's going to start. So, Gilmore. The way me, I see Gilmore. I hope Tuchel gives him a chance. But from Tuchel's track record, I feel he's going to give Gilmore a chance. Like, Tuchel, he, he's the one that brought up um, um, Vigo, Pulisic, Dembele. That's Usman. 
Usman Dembele. Um, he has brought up so many young players, you understand? So I, I feel he's going to. And me, I see Gilmore like a. <laughs> I see Gilmore like a young Verratti. You understand? So. <laughs> okay, yeah. so let's move on to the new manager right now. And Sam, I know you and. And remember when Sari was Chelsea's mm-hmm. manager, yeah? On FIFA, you actually used to set up your team the way Sari mm-hmm. sets up his team. It was actually very cringe. Sorry, but yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. it's, just, it's just how much, like, how much you love So, how do you think uh was set up and yeah. um, what are your expectations for the second half of the season? Okay. Um, Tuchel, I've been following Tuchel since his Dortmund days. And... Um, even at PSG, and I've noticed that he changes his formations. He, he doesn't. He has formation. He has formations that he likes using. Maybe like four two three one, or yeah, four two three one, yeah, or four three three. A four two three one, four two three variation. But he changes formations. Like it's like Pep. You know how Pep Guardiola can just change his formation to like yeah to suit the opponent or something, or like just. Come up with one crazy formation, yeah. Shows like that. He's he plays attacking football, but he's pragmatic in the sense that he adapts to his opponent. So I see him using different formations. Maybe today he used four three three. Today he used four two three one. Tomorrow it's four two three one. Another day he's using three five two or um, three four three or something. But I feel his go to formation will be four two three one. I feel so. I might be wrong, but forty-three one, yeah. Like okay, so that's like um obviously Chilwell, Zuma. Speaking of Zuma, okay, let me just say Zuma because I I think Tuchel for some weird reason I think he likes Rudiger, so yeah. So Tuchel, so I don't know about that. So let's see. So Chilwell, um, Rudiger or Zuma, then Thiago Silva, obviously Rhys James. Um, midfield, I don't know, maybe Kovacic and Kante, I don't know, or Gilmore or Mount or whatever. Then Havertz and Havertz has the 10 behind Werner. Then Pulisic and Hudson Odoi or um, Ziyech at the right hand side. That, that I feel will be his, you know, the shape he's going to take, his go to shape. But let's see what formation we use tomorrow against Wolves. I'm really looking forward to that match. I'm really looking forward to that match. And then our next game after Wolves, like let's just see how he sets up the team. So, yeah. Then um, you asked me something else. My expectations for the second half of the season. Um, I expect us to pick up form. Our form has been terrible. I think we've lost what six out of eight or five out of our last eight games or something like. Uh, form has been terrible. I expect us to pick up form as soon as possible because right now our fixture list we our fixture list is not too bad. We're playing Wolves next, then we're playing Wolves and Burnley, then ooh Tottenham, then Sheffield, then Barnsley, Newcastle, Southampton. Then after Southampton, our fixture list gets crazy. Atletico. Then United, then Everton, then Leeds, and Atletico again, then Liverpool. Like that's just crazy. So I expect us to pick up points like 
try and build some momentum now so we can survive and still make top four this season. I'm expecting Tuchel to make top four this season. If he doesn't, I don't know. I don't know what Abramovich is going to do if he will sack him or not. I don't feel he should sack him, but I expect us to make top four this season. I expect us to pick up our make top four. I expect Simo Vena. I, I I'm I'm actually I'm actually this close like to losing it with Vena. I've been very patient with Vena and Havertz, but like it, time is going. We need to pick up form, please. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So before we end it, um, second managers is also is a very bad thing, especially when you have a connection with the manager. And mm-hmm. my style United, for example, mm-hmm. they've had a lot of ups and downs the last, I don't know, seven years. Or with regards mm-hmm. to the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, they mm-hmm. actually stuck with him through the bad times. And right, that's about the Premier League yeah. team. Um, what do you think United can achieve this season? Yeah. And what are your expectations about the Premier League side so far? What do I... Did you ask what I think United yeah, can like achieve since this season? Yeah, manager and then who do you think will win the Premier League? Oh. Oh. Oh, um, okay. Um... For Ole, um, I actually am impressed with the way United have been very patient with Ole because there have been so many times where it looked like Ole is going to lose his job and, you know, they still kept him. And, yeah, he hasn't won any trophy yet, but he has, he has actually impressed me. I won't even lie. Because me, I never iterate Ole. I never used to rate him. Even when he kept on winning, like, or not losing against big teams, like, he beats Pep how many times? Three or four times. I think three times out of four last season, yeah. if I'm correct. Yeah. Beat Lampard, beat, beat you know, he, he won. I think he had the highest win ratio among the top six. So I was still not I was still not impressed. I wasn't I was like this guy is not going to fool me. <laughs> but I don't know since Bruno came in like Bruno was like the missing piece of the puzzle in that United team was like his spark cuz they needed a number 10 and they picked the perfect number 10 for them. So since then they've been really doing well. I, I do you know let me like I saw this stats last season after after seven, after 19 Games mm-hmm. last season, only had twenty eight points and fr- and seven wins, seven wins out of nineteen games. Lampard this season after nineteen games, he has twenty nine points and eight wins. Like his own is even slightly better than Ole's own. And guess what? Ole still finished third ahead of um, Chelsea. Yeah. Do you So I'm not saying they should have kept. Lampard. Actually, maybe they may have, maybe they should have been more patient with Lampard, giving him some more time. But Tuchel is here now, so let's just forget about that. It's happened. It's happened. So let's move on. I feel Tuchel can turn things around. Yeah, Ole did it. Tuchel can do it. And then we signed players. So yeah, we've not. We're not the final. Um, we're not the finished article yet because we still need to fix our midfield. We actually. As far as I'm concerned, we don't have a DM. Kante is not a DM. Kante cannot sit. 
Kate will not sit down like and just sit down, act as a shield to protect the defense. Kate likes to, you know, run up and down, press, you know, go and press, get the ball, make interceptions. Like the best the, the best county partner midfield partnership was with Matic. That was the best because Matic looked like okay, he's a DM. Matic wasn't just a DM. Matic could progress the ball, like he was very good on the ball. Yet, so I feel Kante needs somebody that can sit, that can sit while Kante goes forward to press. The person will sit, protect, shield the defense, and the person can also progress ball from deep, like during build up. Yeah. You get what I'm saying. So while lacking someone like that, Jorginho can do that, but Jorginho is not strong. He can't. Jorginho cannot recover. He's not, he's weak. He's physically weak. He once you pass Jorginho, Jorginho cannot come back. He can't recover, and even his passing. I don't know what's up with his passing these days. His passing is apart from the assists. Was it against Southampton that he gave Vena? Like he played yeah. four past Vena, like over the top, and Vena scored. Yeah. Apart from that, like, I don't know. I, I don't want to start talking about Jorginho because I can spend all day criticizing Jorginho, honestly. I'm tired of the guy. But yeah, we need a DM. Like, that's the final piece of the puzzle. A DM and a center back. Thiago Silva is 36. So when he goes, we need a center back to replace him and then a DM. And we're good. We're good. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, just to end, uh, who do you think win the Premier League this season? I just need a straight answer. Who do I think win the Premier League season? Man City. Okay. Why I'm saying Man City is like, at the beginning of the season, at the beginning of the season, everybody wrote Man City off, <laughs> including me. Because I was like... Um, was Gadio, what are these guys? What's Gadiola doing? They were conceding, they were not scoring. Like Man City were not scoring. You remember, you know, normally Man City will score a lot of goals and they will concede a lot of goals. Like even when they are playing rubbish, they will see score, but they will also concede. This one they were conceding, they were not conceding as much, but they were still conceding and they were also not scoring. And um Aguero was out. I think Gabriel Jesus was out for a while as well. And when, even when he was playing, he was he wasn't really obviously he can't offer what Aguero will offer. So I don't know. Me, I respect Pepe a lot. I respect Pepe a lot. He has turned things around. He found a way to like we don't even notice that Man City are playing without a striker. Like this guy puts sometimes you see KDB playing as a false nine. Then the next day you see Mares. Then the next day you see Foden. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they are not conceding. These guys are not conceding. Yeah. Bro, they are not conceding. I don't know. Ruben Diaz came in. And then this is partnership with Stones. Oh, my God. Like, John Stones. John Stones is like a whole new player. Like, he has been revitalized. So, yeah. I feel like they are going to win. They won their last 10 games, by the way. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> like I saw, I saw, I saw the last ten games. www like that. I was like, so I feel like going to win the league. Yeah, we're already halfway into the season. So if they continue this way, they are going to win the league. Yeah. Right. Um. Thank you very much for taking your time out to talk to me about this. I really appreciate it. 
No problem. No problem. If you made it this far, make sure you subscribe to our channel. Follow us on Twitter at Footy. Please share to your friends, your group chats, and anybody that just likes football. And just um, join the conversation on Twitter. Do you agree with Sam? Do you think Lampard should have been sacked? What do you think about your new manager? And yeah, I really appreciate that. But for me, that's the end of today's episode. Thank you very much. Peace.